Hi, welcome to the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast, where every week I do a deep dive into the strategies and mindset behind launching, scaling, and leading a high-impact nonprofit. I'm your host, Rick Ritchie Babbage. Working to make the world a more just and beautiful place is messy, complex, heart-wrenching, and ultimately deeply joyful and fulfilling work. And none of us can do it alone. That's why I started this podcast, this mastermind community, to hold space for and share the learnings and the questions and the grapplings and the actual concrete strategies that allow us to move our social impact work forward together. So welcome to the mastermind. I'm so glad you're here. I talk a lot about gear shift moments in my trainings. These are moments that happen in every organization as they grow. And when you recognize them, you can navigate them with less pain and less wasted effort and money. A gear shift moment is pretty simple. It's what I call that phase of your organization when you've reached the end of one growth stage, but you haven't quite settled into the next one. I call it this because it reminds me of when I was younger and loved riding bikes. I still love riding bikes, but I get to do it far less frequently now. When you're riding a bike and you shift gears for just a moment, as you shift out of one gear, everything feels just a little chaotic for a few moments before the new gear shifts in, before it catches. Nonprofit growth is just like that. In each stage of growth, Organizations hit a point where they can't grow any further using their existing set of skills and knowledge and systems. They have to shift gears if they want to keep having impact, if they want to keep growing. And for some organizations, that doesn't necessarily mean wildly expanding your budget. But if you don't continue to think about how to have the impact you want to have, how to grow your impact, grow your reach, then you become stagnant. And if you want to keep growing, you have to shift gears. It happens time and time again, these gear shift moments, and it happens at every stage of growth. I actually walk through the stages of growth in an earlier episode of this podcast. It's called How to Use Nonprofit Life Cycles to Reflect on the State of Your Organization. So if you want a slightly deeper dive into what I even mean by the stages of growth and the life cycles of a nonprofit, definitely check out that episode. So the first time I recognized this gear shift moment in my own organization was about five years into our growth. Things felt really strong and familiar. And I felt like I'd finally learned how to do this whole ED thing. We were bringing in funding. We'd settled in nicely around half a million, a few full-time staff, a few part-time staff. I had some teaching assistants and one or two consultants. We had a really great tight-knit team. I was really happy with our program partnerships. They were growing. My goal was to keep scaling our partnerships. That was part of our growth strategy was partnerships in different communities and cities around the country. And, you know, honestly, I felt pretty good about my skills as a fundraiser. So here is where, (laughs) here's where the long arc of the journey towards my lesson begins. (laughs) Um, And I, 
I want to preface all of this by saying that while I do believe that it is really important to recognize your own zone of genius and to not shy away from patting yourself on the back for things that you do well. I also want to acknowledge as we head into <laughs> the, the actual story about how I learned the most important lesson that I had to learn that it is also really important to distinguish between those things that you are in fact very good at and those things that you think you are really good at but actually are just not asking the right questions or using the right strategies for the situation you find yourself in. So all of this will make a lot of sense as I tell the story about really the next sort of year and what I learned and what I did next. I threw a party to celebrate five solid years of our organization and the party was a smash hit. We had a silent auction, we gave out awards, a number of the public officials that we've been partnering with came, the board brought their friends. It was fantastic. I had a great time. Also not the point of my story. The point of my story is that I first recognized this gear shift moment about a year later <laughs> when I looked up and we were still stuck at about half a million. Our board had not, our budget had not really grown that much at all. Our programs had grown, but my staff hadn't. And so everyone was stretched really thin. I was holding so much that I was constantly dropping balls. I wasn't connecting with potential donors. I wasn't engaging with my board. I wasn't meeting with my team. I felt like I was constantly running to catch up with my organization. My board had grown and shifted to what I thought would be a fundraising board to help us get to our goal of the next half million. That was our, our goal, our financial goal. And because I wasn't cultivating them or building a relationship with them or really even talking to them, they were not actually great fundraisers, which in retrospect, looking back, makes a lot of sense. They showed up for quarterly meetings. That's about the only time I had talked to them in the last year, you know, give or take a couple conversations. So the sort of patting myself on the back for, you know, I got this with my team and my board and fundraising, you know, very quickly came to seem like it was premature. So the time comes to throw another party, or I thought that's what we were supposed to do. We had gotten to this point where now we were gonna have this annual party because I thought that's what organizations did. <laughs> Lots of things that I thought. Um, and I went on autopilot, sent invitations to everyone that had come the year before, got great stuff for our silent auction, lined up the same DJ. I used the same playbook that I had developed for throwing smaller events and then our sort of smash hit five-year event over the past six years, same strategies, same playbook, because in my mind, I knew the things that I knew. I knew how to do certain things. And I, I had, in my mind, I was pretty successful at doing those things. Well, here's the point of my story. It didn't work. <laughs> Party number two was an abysmal failure. 
people bought tickets, which was good. So it was not a financial disaster, which I think is one of the reasons I can laugh about it. And I'd always used the buying of tickets as an indicator of a party success, right? If people buy tickets, then they're going to come. Turns out not necessarily true because when the evening came, almost no one actually showed up. It's actually the only time in my life I have ever seen that happen in real life. I am pretty sure it's the plot of some awful movie, (laughs) but it was actually my life and it was as mortifying as it probably sounds like it was. I hadn't realized that the strategies that I'd used before just wouldn't cut it to get to the next level that I had in mind. I didn't know the strategies that I didn't know. I didn't know what my blind spots were. And because I wasn't thinking in terms of growth stages, in terms of additional gears that I needed to shift into, I wasn't asking the right questions. I wasn't actually asking, how do you plan a successful party for 150 people? I will tell you, I learned quickly and that never happened again. Nothing like sheer embarrassment to push you to ask, what am I missing here? What am I not getting? So here's the lesson I I learned the hard way that night. What had gotten me to that point was not going to get me to where I wanted to go. I looked around and I realized that something needed to shift. Something hadn't worked. Something that I was telling myself I was successful at doing, I was wrong. And I didn't know what I didn't know. I realized that I needed to shift into whatever the next gear of leading my organization was going to be so that I would never have that experience again. I started thinking differently about our fundraising and finance strategies. For example, I realized that I couldn't reverse engineer the things that were going to help us grow financially. Like maybe an event wasn't going to have the financial return on investment that we needed given our budget. So was that the right funding strategy for us? And as a side note, I talked to so many organizations about this particular thing, which is one of the reasons that I'm sharing (laughs) this particular story, is that a lot of organizations that are at comfortably at six figures and are looking at seven figure organizations and trying to reverse engineer sort of the fundraising piece, they have a gala, a number of them do, or they have some kind of in-person event, A lot of organizations think that big events have to be part of their revenue model, their funding model, or the constellation of strategies that are the best fit for your organization. But when we work together in my accelerator or through my coaching, we break down the actual financial return that they are anticipating from a particular event. Very often they realize that having an event as part of your model when you're trying to raise $50,000 is very different than when you're trying to raise $250,000. Those events are different beasts and they require very different strategic questions. They play a very different role in your overall funding model. So as I looked around, I also came to see that what I was spending time on as a leader, as a manager, who I was recruiting for the board, what I asked of them and expected from them, 
what they expected from me, what relationship building in the fundraising and donor cultivation space and the board building space, what that looked like, all of that needed to grow and change as my organization was growing and changing. What had gotten me to 500,000 wasn't going to get me to a million. I learned quickly. I shifted gears and our budget started to grow so much more smoothly. At times, parts of it felt effortless. I built a strong leadership team to hold top with me so I could do high leverage work. I asked a lot more questions of people in my ecosystem, other colleagues and friends, women in my sisterhood, which longtime listeners have heard me talk a lot about the collective of women EDs that I was part of for most of the time that I was an executive director. I listened a lot more and asked, what is the next stage of growth? What are the common questions at that next stage? What are the common strategies at the next stage? I worked with my board chair to build a board culture that made them actual partners. Our thought leadership grew and we began attracting rather than chasing new supporters and partners. I made these concrete changes to shift into a new gear. And as a result, we grew really quickly. We doubled our budget in less than two years. So that turned out to be the single most important lesson that I learned from that really <laughs> mortifying experience. And I use this quote a lot in my trainings, what got you here won't get you there. When it comes to the life cycles of growing nonprofits, nothing could be more true. There are actually super common sort of gear shift moments for organizations. They are almost always around finances and fundraising, how the leader spends their time and mindset. I actually have a great blog post where I walk through the stages of growth and the most common sort of gear shifts that six-figure six organizations need to make. And then I walk through how to move through them smoothly and without being overwhelmed. And you can get that blog post, find that, read through it, at richiebabbage.com backslash gear shift. So I go through just a lot of what I have come to understand are the sort of common gear shift moments and how to avoid making the kinds of mistakes that, that I made. Um, and I gave you one example today that was just one of the many spectacular mistakes I made on my way to what ultimately, and despite this story, was a, a really wonderful and um, and, and high impact organization. So I got to see this principle in practice because as I was saying, I saw it in practice in my own organization and I've worked with so many organizations that are moving through the stages of growth. I got to start with an idea and me and a team of absolutely wonderful law student interns in a borrowed office conference room with no donors or fundraising plan, no strategic plan, and a board of incredibly committed friends from law school and graduate school. I got to grow that organization from that stage and become increasingly intentional about leaning into what was working and pushing myself to let go of what wasn't. 
I developed a meaningful strategic plan that actually guided our growth. I ran and tested different forms of my programs and really pushed myself to systematize and let go of what wasn't working and lean into what was. We began to raise money. I transitioned my board away from friends and family. And as I grew through each stage and developed and ultimately systematized the pieces of my organization, my staff, my board, strategy, budget, revenue model, et cetera, one thing was always true. And that's really this lesson that I that crystallized for me as I looked around the nearly empty room of that event, that at every stage of growth, my organization was a different organism. And I needed to be different as a leader in order to keep us stable and sustainable and to ensure continued impact. I could build on what I had learned along the way, and I absolutely should, but each stage brought new and unique questions and challenges. And I needed to get super clear about what those questions and challenges were for each stage so that I was focused on the right ones. So that even though as leaders, we will always have blind spots and we will always try things that don't necessarily work because that's part of growth and that's part of leadership and that's part of life to the extent that we can be clear and intentional about asking the questions that are appropriate for our next stage we can avoid a lot of the pain that i quite frankly learned through hard knocks you know about how to grow so that is the lesson that i wanted to share today this one really critical lesson that that changed everything about how I approached growing my organization and leading my organization and why it's so important to think about your organization in terms of growth stages and understand the one that you're in and the next one in line and what the questions and challenges and opportunities are that are unique to that next stage of growth. If you want to learn more about this, I definitely recommend checking out that earlier episode that I mentioned where I walked through the, the life cycles, how to use nonprofit life cycles to reflect on the state of your organization. That's the name of the earlier episode. And I also recommend checking out the blog post where I walk through the stages of growth and then highlight these common gear shifts that organizations have and that organizations navigate. And you can get that blog post at richiebabbage.com backslash gearshift. So thank you so much for joining me and have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you think what we talk about here, the trainings and the guests and the conversations could benefit another leader in your life, I'd love if you would leave a review and share with your friends. If you want to take the next step and begin to put into practice what we talk about on this podcast, I've created a toolkit where I collect and share downloads from many of our conversations. It's got templates, worksheets, and references to help you execute on what we talk about here on The Mastermind. There's lots of great stuff, and I add to it almost every week. You can download it at richiebabbage.com 
backslash architecture of impact toolkit. I also want to share another free resource for leaders of growing nonprofits. It's a free training. It's called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. The four questions you need to ask to know if your nonprofit is really ready to scale. Growing an organization doesn't happen by accident, as we all know. You have to take the right strategic steps at the right time to avoid overwhelm and burnout and that horrible feeling that so many of us have had as you watch the work of your organization outstrip capacity and sometimes even funding. It's almost impossible to reverse engineer good growth. And by that, I mean growth that can be sustained over time just by looking at what you think you see in other organizations. So in this free training, I help cut through all the noise and I identify the four simple questions that if you really engage with them and think about them, will tell you when you're ready to grow without frenzy, without overwhelm, and with the confidence that you're making the right moves for your organization. You can access the training at richiebabbage.com backslash ready to scale. Finally, if you'd like more leadership resources and strategies in your life, sign up for my weekly newsletter, Leadership Forward 321. Each week, I curate and share three articles, two resources, and a quote on a theme. You can get that at richiebabbage.com backslash leadership forward 321. That's all for now. Have a great week, and I'll see you back here next week for more Mastermind.